Hello and welcome to the teaching podcast of Coastal Community Church, where our mission is to be love in Jesus Christ to the lost and found in our community. For more information about what Coastal is all about, visit SebastianChurch.com. Now please prepare your heart to receive whatever God may have for you in today's sermon. I haven't used this mic in a while. We probably should have tested that. My bad. Sorry, David. All right, but I'm sure he will figure it out. Can you guys hear me okay? Is it okay? Okay, and I forgot that one. Somebody bring it to me in just a minute, and we'll fix this. Um, All right, so happy new year. Thank you, honey. Happy new year. I feel like uh, Frosty the Snowman when I say that. Uh, Happy new year. Uh, Do you want to live next year the same way? as you did this past year. All right, that's good. You have some people who are kind of in the same boat. Yeah, they call those New Year's. Yeah, it's when you decide, hey, I wanna do something different next year that I didn't do the year before. And uh, and then then we don't do that thing, all right? Uh, How many of you have decided you have a resolution not to have New Year's resolutions? You're gonna buck the system. That is the man telling you what to do and you're just not gonna have it, okay? Praise the Lord, we have some independent thinkers here. I have some bad news for you, uh, for you rebellious people that, uh, that you may or may not wanna hear. You may already know this, but regardless of whether you intentionally make those resolutions, you will not be the same as you were last year. So you can decide, hey, I'm gonna be intentional about it or I'm just gonna be accidental about it. I'm not judging those who didn't make a New Year's resolution. Please don't misunderstand. But I bet that you're going to make some decisions to change for the better this year. And in fact, I don't know why you came this morning. It may have been for the, the music was great. Boy, they did a great job. Um, kind of set that bar high for the speaker. Uh, So, you know, I don't know, maybe you came for that. Maybe you came because you wondered what the box on the stage was, or you heard this pastor talked about um, projectile vomit on on Christmas Eve, one of the biggest, you know, attendances of the year. We're gonna talk about that, way to go. Um, I don't know why you came, but my guess is somewhere deep down inside, maybe you were dragged here, but somewhere you may have decided that you're you're gonna come this morning because you wanna be different than you were before. And I hope that you won't get that from the music or the sermon, that God will use those things with his presence to change you. That's our goal. That's our goal every Sunday, not just New Year's. But uh, I, uh, I also have a few New Year's resolutions. How many of you like every year eat healthier? Okay, just woo, this is the, all right, just me, just you're gonna eat healthier, you're gonna exercise and diet, okay? You're gonna finally do what your doctor, now did you, my doctor attends first service, do you know how much accountability I have? Like, seriously, can you please let me have some privacy? Um, I need to lay off the Christmas food at this point, right? You ever have that? Like, I, I just refuse to go on a diet. Today's the day, by the way, honey, just in case you were judging me. Um, um, but today's the day. See, see, you have to make it through the, the holiday food leftovers that are in your fridge. I'm not gonna waste that. I have to eat it, then I'll be ready to eat healthy. So I hope you guys understand that. But hey, I, I, wanna, eat, uh, I wanna eat healthier this year. Uh, I'm gonna eat more fruit, I'm gonna have more fiber because my doctor tells me my LDL's too high. And uh, parent, that means I'm old. Um, so I gotta work on that and then 
I wanna, you know, this is, this is as much for my health as it is for my head. I need to bike more. I love biking. I used to call it mountain biking because I go off road in Fellsmere and go up the trail that goes to 95, the part that you don't walk on, you know, that has grass this tall. And I used to call that mountain biking before I went to North Carolina and found out what real mountain biking is. And I hope some of you, some of you, I hope will make a, a, a decision. Hey, I'm gonna read the Bible more this year. All right, read the Bible more this year. And uh, um, there are some who've decided uh, we, we really need to spend more time with our kids, you know, and I wanna play more with my kids. I don't wanna just be here as a babysitter. I wanna engage, I wanna play. So I'm gonna play more with my kids. Um, somebody put this in here. Thank you for that. Um, hey, I'm gonna go on more dates with my wife. Uh, I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna spray this because it spilled last service and somebody choked in the front aisle and it wasn't the Holy Spirit. And then, and then uh, I wanna be a better gardener. If you've ever been to my house, those brown things out front used to be flowers. And no, it actually is not bad. Um, my mom is a master gardener. She'd come over and make me feel guilty. Uh, she's like, you know, all you have to do is water that. And I'm like, it needs water? Um, so thank God we haven't had to water stuff because God's taken care of that. How many of you, you guys are like, I'm reading more books this year, right? I wanna read just one. I wanna, any, anyone, you wanna read more books this year? Just one person, a couple, all right, a few people. All right, I read a lot of books last year. I wanna read even more this year. Can you imagine I did this last service with the handheld microphone? All right, and then, right, we wanna do better at work. So I brought my iPad, you know, I'm gonna do better at work. And because uh, I, I, wanna, I wanna be more effective at what God's called me to do. So I got all these things I'm gonna keep working on. And then you wanna know what happens. I've got bad news. What happens is stuff we didn't expect to happen happens. And then like we don't have room to add it. So like for me, uh, I'm not letting go. That's okay, it's okay, it's sealed because I'm not mature enough to have something that doesn't spill. Sinus infection, okay, this is my specialty. Um, usually Christmas and Easter, that's what I like to do. Okay, and then, expect it, you know, stuff, right? And then, uh, you know, when you start kind of getting into this stuff, uh, you know, stuff falls, right? I mean, and then the car breaks, I, was, I keep a log, I'm one of those sickos that have a spreadsheet from my car. And uh, yeah, but when you wanna buy it, when it's worthless, um, uh, I'll tell you everything that ever happened to it. And I, I, we had six major repairs on that stupid minivan this year. And uh, it didn't ask me, you got time in your schedule for one more stupid repair? No, I had to drop everything and fix it, okay? And I'm trying not to let my office plant fall. But the truth is, there is no way that we have room in our hands for all this stuff. We have to make a decision. And usually what happens is, oh, I don't have enough time to read my Bible. I, I have to do other things. I don't have enough time. I still got the helmet on, I know that. And lots of pictures already on social media. Your pastor's a dork. Um, and you know, but eventually things start to drop and it's not always the right thing. So many people are like, hey, I don't have enough time. I wish I had more time to read my Bible and pray. Good news. You do. 
You have plenty of time to read your Bible and pray. I'm going to make sure I pick back up. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Coffee in the Bible is, I'm not going to let those fall. All right. So here's the deal. You have to make a decision today. I'm going to live intentionally. You don't have to call it a New Year's resolution if you're against that sort of thing. But make a decision. Hey, I'm not going to be who I am today, tomorrow. You can change that. With the power of the Holy Spirit, you can change that permanently. We have to decide, though, because we do have a certain capacity. We have a certain capacity. We cannot do all the things. Now, I didn't include in here, you know, some of, you know, I didn't, in, I didn't put in here, you know, clubbing. Um, I didn't put a beer, I thought about bringing in a beer can, uh, but I didn't. Um, and you're welcome. Was that a hint? Um, we'll switch to this one. All right. So here's the thing. You can only handle what God has given you to handle. Some people have, have said, God won't give you more than you can handle. And I just wanna poke those guys in the eyes, okay? Um, that is a lie from the devil. He always gives me more than I can handle. Maybe he's just nicer to you, I don't know. No, it's a lie. He will not give you more than you can handle with his help. In fact, we often have more than we can handle because he wants us to realize we can't handle it. We need God. And we need to actually make some decisions about all of the things that we've been juggling. And today we're talking about the art of juggling. Wouldn't that have been much cooler if your pastor knew how to juggle? I don't know how to juggle. So it would have just been a really brief uh, sermon analogy if I did that. But you can only handle what God has given you to handle. So you have to make the decision. What has God put in my hand? So for me, I prayed over this. Over the last week, I prayed over this and I began journaling about this and it's something I'm gonna write in my journal regularly to remind myself. I have, I have three basic areas of leadership that God's called me specifically to. You got all the other ones that just God gives every human being, you know, like taking care of your health, all those things. I'm not gonna write about that every day. I hopefully will know that and uh, my LDL will be lower and uh, won't have a dad bought anymore, whatever. But what things has God specifically given to you, put in your hand, maybe a neighbor, that needs to hear about Jesus. Maybe, okay, for me, I'll give you my three and then you get the idea, all right? My three is first and foremost to my wife, my kids, all right? So this, my leadership of my family is number, number one. Below Jesus, my number one priority is leading my family. After that, my next priority is leading here at Coastal. God has put this in my hands so I, am he, I, I must remember that this is a priority and I must make myself, I, I must have the capacity to be able to hold on to this. And then the third one, something specific that the Lord has put in my hands is our mission in Uganda. Now I've already tried to hand these things back to God once or twice, not my family, but the other two. Over the years, I've been the pastor here for 18 years. Believe me, there was a few times that I wanted to hand it off and please, would you take this cup from me, right? And, and with Mission Uganda, it's a lot of work and you don't always get help and it's hard to raise money 
for that many, to treat you know, that many people. And, and I've, there's been moments, but I have to decide, hey, all, all the rest of this may not fit, okay? I may not have room, I may not have capacity for all these things, but I do know, because I've already said, God, can I please get a break from this? And he says, this is for you, this is what I'm giving you, and you have all the capacity you need to lead in these three areas. So I write that down in my journal so I don't forget it. And I want to encourage you, I want to challenge you to do the same. I'm not a journaler. Okay, write it down on the wall, okay? Ask permission of your spouse first. Uh, write it down on the wall, write it down on a piece of paper, put it in your notes app, in your, in your phone, or Google Keep if you're uh, an enlightened uh, Android user. Okay, that one didn't, all right. I just got away with one, I think. Hey, New Year's says I can fix this. New Year's says I can make myself better. I can make my butt smaller, my bank account bigger. Some of you want the other, but um, for, anyway, we're just gonna woo. So look, y y what New Year's tells us is that we can control our destiny. But instead we need to decide, hey, we cannot do all of these things. So we must submit and surrender to the one who can tell us, hey, which of these things need to go? And which of these things need to go so that I can have room for the thing that God has already tried to hand me, but I just don't have room in my hands to receive it. You can only handle what God has given you to handle. And since we talked about Mission Uganda, uh, shameless plug, uh, we'll be meeting next week if you wanna join the team, right? Shelly, Shelly's our children's resource team leader. We'll be meeting over here in the Coastal House next Sunday at 7 p.m. And we're looking for help for the auction coming up. We need help from local businesses. So see one of us. All right, back to this. I was just, you know, what are my priorities? Um, you know what, if you, if you decide, hey, these are my things, these are the things that God has put in my hand, instead of resenting them, because you're overwhelmed because they are big things. I have like mostly teenagers in my home, right? These are big things. Um, my wife and I, I mean, we, this is the easy part, us, you know, we're gonna date more, you know, that's the easy part. But all the rest of those are challenging things. And if we have other things in our hands, we're gonna be like, ugh, this is hard, I quit. Or we just become complacent like so many believers do. We disengage and we, come, we become complacent and don't care anymore about the things that God has put in our hand. We become too busy. Billy Graham says we hurt people by being too busy, too busy to notice their needs, too busy to drop that note of comfort or encouragement or assurance of love, too busy to listen when someone needs to talk, too busy to care. In fact, you're so busy, you're out of it, okay? Look to somebody next to you and say, you're out of it. Some of you shy ones are like, uh-uh, mm -mm. All right, if it's your first week here, it's okay, we do this here. We just, we're real. So some of you are out of shape physically, and I'm not making a distinction. I, tell, I can actually see today, but many times I can't see, but I, I'm just gonna lie and tell you, I can't see who's fat and who's not, but look, hey, if, if you're out of shape, don't raise your hands. <laughs> if you're out of shape, there's, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm with you, okay? I may not be along the same journey, but I'm with you. We have to decide, hey, 
if I'm out of, if I'm out of it, what does God want me to do next? Just the next step. So you may be out of shape physically. You may be out of shape. We, there's a lot of us that are out of shape emotionally. Some of you, you look awesome on the outside, but whoo, on the inside, it's a little scary. Okay, some of you are out of shape relationally. You don't have time for friendship. But God calls us to community. In fact, we cannot, be, we, we cannot have the capacity we're designed for without relationships. Because somebody, you, you gotta be able to say, hey, I'm really struggling, you know? Um, code word, tell your friend everything that's wrong as they listen. Some of us are out of shape spiritually. 50% of Christians um, only attend church once a month. That's hard to say it's a big part of your life. 30% of Protestant Christians, and I say that because everybody wants to blame the Catholics all the time, but this is a specific statistic to y'all, okay? 30% of Protestant Christians don't read their Bible. Oh, sorry, only 30% read their Bible. So 70% of Protestant Christians don't read their Bible. Um, that's weekly, by the way, once a week. All right, so some of you look like you've received a spanking. This is the part of the discipline where, you know, your parents ever do that? Like, I got spanked, okay? And it... Imagine how bad I'd be if, if my mom didn't, right? So, so, but afterwards, right, we're to the part now where you go, you know, son, I really love you. You, you, guys, you guys, you're familiar with that, you know? All right, discipline, and then, hey, you know that I love you. I want you to do better. This is what I desire for you. So we're to that part now, okay? It's okay, calm down. The discipline is over. And, and, and I'm not pointing fingers except for me, but it's time for a come to Jesus meeting. And, and the good news is this come to Jesus meeting, some of you, you use that like for work meetings. Ha, we gonna have a come to Jesus meeting, right? If you're a leader at your work, oh, we need a come to Jesus meeting, right? Because that means the fire is gonna fall, right? But that's actually not how coming to Jesus meetings work. In fact, in uh, Matthew chapter 11, this is what it means to come to Jesus. Follow along on the screen, or if you have your YouVersion Bible app, you can follow along there. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. What's he gonna give us again now? All right, not more things on the to-do list. Rest. Okay, but there is work involved because then we get to this part. Verse 29, take my yoke upon you. Now that's not the egg yoke for those who are not from Felsmere. okay? This is not the same kind of yoke. Um, this yoke is what they strap, it's a harness that they strap two oxen together to do work. And so you have two oxen, there's always gonna be one stronger than the other and the weaker oxen, it, is the, the, the weakness of the other oxen, oxen is made up for by the stronger oxen because of this harness. And you pull a balanced load together. Now Jesus is that stronger oxen. In fact, he goes on to say, take my yoke upon you, let me teach you because I'm humble and gentle in heart. You will find rest for your souls. 
That's what we need. Verse 30, for my yoke is, it's up there. For my yoke is, we were gonna stop right there. And the burden I give you is, all right. So if you're juggling a lot of things, what do we, what do, we do then? So if we're not supposed to be doing all this, what, what do we do? Because if we're not careful, um, we can go, all right, I'm overwhelmed, I quit everything. All right, you may need to for a time, okay? You may need to for a little time, but that's not God's design for you because you have a purpose that cannot wait. You have a mission for your life. And so doing nothing, stopping everything is actually not a long-term healthy pattern. So how do we decide? What, what do I do from here? I have too many things. All right. We're gonna come to Jesus. And we're gonna seek him. We're gonna seek to hear from him. We're gonna make decisions after we've prayed for wisdom. You know, he doesn't know. He's not always gonna say, hey, um, hey, don't do this anymore. Sometimes he's gonna say, all right, you have, it's your decision. You're not able to keep up with all the other things. Use the brain I created in you. You know, no offense. So here's, here's how we make these decisions. Number one, some of it needs to be shared. So some of what we're doing needs to be shared. First service, y'all were not so kind to me, but first service, there was a few people up here, um, the elderly folks that kind of sit right here, were like, please let me help, let me. Pastor Seth, do you need help? And I'm like, you're messing up my analogy. And, but they were like out of their chairs, ready to come up here and help. I, I know some of you felt that way, but you know my antics, so you were like, just let them suffer. But some of it needs to be shared. Your capacity is increased when you allow others to come alongside and share the burden. Shortly after Moses had led the Israelites out of Egypt, out of slavery, into the, into the wilderness and toward the promised land, he noticed that, you know, two to four million people kind of need a judge. They need someone who can say, hey, this is what the people need. This is what's right and wrong. And so he's like, I see that need. And he sits from morning until night hearing the problems of the people and making judgments for them. That's a busy day for two to four million people. Can you imagine? You guys think the line's long at the self-checkout at Walmart, right? You wouldn't be able to survive, you know? Gotta find out who's responsible to replace this cow that fell into a ditch in my neighbor's ditch that he dug too deep, you know, all these things. And so Moses' father-in-law, Jethro, everybody say Jethro, because it's fun. Yep. Jethro comes to visit him, the father-in-law. And uh, boy, Moses can't wait to show off how important he is. And in Exodus chapter 18, I'm being attacked by my other microphone. Exodus chapter 18, verse 17 and 18 says, this is not good, which is what we all wanna hear from our father-in-law when he comes to visit. Thank you. I, you know, he's waiting to hear, wow, all these people come to you for advice, right? That's what he's thinking. I know because I have similar workaholicism problems, right? And, and I'm like, wow, look at me. <clears throat> I'm important because I'm busy and I'm, I'm just confessing. And Jethro says, actually, no, this is not good. This is, 
I'm just kind of paraphrasing. This is stupid, Moses. Moses' father-in-law exclaimed. So he didn't, you know, privately, hey, later on after work, let's talk. And it, he was not that discreet. He exclaimed, this is not good. You're gonna wear yourself out. I love that next part, and the people too. You think it just affects you when you put your head down and just keep going, but it affects everyone who's on that list that we just talked about. Every, everything that God's put in your hand affects all of them. This job is too heavy a burden for you to handle by yourself. So some things need to be shared. There, uh, and, and, and it's so, it's like, duh, right? We can't do it all. Of course, we would say that, but then we go and we, we, we try and do it all. We notice a need, we, we do it, right? Uh, there was this, how am I out of time already? Somebody must have hit that clock wrong. Um, that, uh, early on in my, in my preaching ministry, my wife just rolled her eyes, I think, on behalf of everyone here. Um, I saw that. Here's the thing. Um, when I was a young pastor, youth pastor in, in Tampa, uh, my mentoring pastor took me along with him to a preacher's conference, a pastor's conference, and there was this very uh, fired up African-American preacher. And he was speaking to pastors who have a problem with this, but I think everybody has a problem with doing things that probably ought to be shared. And he says, he said it in a way he paraphrased this verse in a way that I hear in the back of my head whenever I overdo it. And he said, Moses? Ha! Moses, ha! You gonna kill your crazy self. Now, I wish Cookie was here to grade, you know, that. Uh, she'll probably watch online and tell me about it later. Don't do that again. Um, but you know what? I hear that voice in my head. And now... So will you. You'll be like, ooh, remember that Sunday? You're gonna kill your crazy self. It's not good for you, and it's not good for the people who you lead. Number two, because we're just wrapping up with three points. Some of it needs to be stopped, and I don't like this one. I don't like, I, when I say, yes, I'll do that, and then I say, well, actually, I shouldn't have said yes, and then, then I worry about what you're gonna think about me, and then I worry about what I'm gonna think about me, and then if I'm honest, late at night, I, I think about thinking about uh, what you're gonna think about me and what I'm gonna think about me, and it's really a lot to think about. And it, so I, it's just easier. Do you see what I'm saying? It's just easier. I'd sleep better if I would just do it, okay? Just overdo it. And so I don't like to stop things. But some of it needs to be stopped. Luke chapter 10, verses 41 and 42, Mary and Martha invited Jesus over for, for dinner. Can you imagine, you know, savior of the world coming to dinner? That's kind of an important thing. And Martha is going around making the origami napkins, you know, and the little, she is the official, she's like the biblical Pinterest homemaker. 
and she's, got, she's already posted all the pictures to Instagram before Jesus arrives, and she's kind of in the kitchen now. That's her mode, because you can't do that before the guest gets there. They, you know, you wanna make sure it's fresh. And so she's working in the kitchen, and she glares over at her sister Mary, who's just sitting there next to Jesus, listening to all he has to say. And she kind of loses it on Jesus. You ever do that? Um, what the heck, Jesus? I'm slaving over here and Martha's just sitting there. This is Jesus' response. And to those of you who've lost it on Jesus, this is his response to you as well. Luke chapter 10, verses 41 and 42. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it and it will not be taken away from her. Mar Martha, the self-starter, the doer. And Jesus says, actually, the one here who's doing the right thing is not the one who got the most done, but the one who stopped to acknowledge the presence of Jesus. Psalm 46.10, a great verse to memorize, but a verse that I often write in my journal or recite to myself over and over again because the more that I do, it gets into my head. Psalm 46.10, be still. Be still and know that I am God. Now, the whole point of being still, and that word, Hebrew word is Rapha, everybody. You thought we weren't gonna have a lesson today. Rapha, and it means to let drop. Just like that. Let it drop, and then know that I am God means, hey, you're not. You can't keep up with it all, and so you have to stop and know that you're not the Almighty. Number three, all of it needs to be surrendered. Some of it needs to be shared. Some of it needs to be stopped. All of it needs to be surrendered, which means we may have some things in our hands that God has put there, but we have not surrendered. I, I can focus on those three things, those three primary priorities that, that, I, that, that I've identified, that I wanna focus on, and I can do those unsurrendered because it's not what I do. It's who I'm with as I'm doing it. Am I going to do this under the, through the lens of Jesus being my boss? Or am I gonna keep being the boss and pretending that because I say that I value my family, my church, and my mission ministry, that somehow that makes me surrendered? I can do and do and do and be completely unsurrendered. I can say that God's in charge, but every time I turn around, I'm wanting to make another origami napkin instead of spend time at the feet of Jesus. Some of us need to stop. We need to stop. We need to, we need to share, but we also, biggest thing, we need to stop. Some of us, we need to stop earlier in the morning to pray. Some of you would never be able to get through a prayer in early morning, so you need to do that at night. You need to stop. 
You need to surrender all the things that God has put in your hand and say, you're the boss of these. Psalm 55, 22 says it like this, give your burdens to the Lord and he will take care of you. He will not permit the godly to slip and fall. Stop trying to handle everything. You're not doing a good job of it. You look as dorky as I do when I put on all this stuff. When we do too much, it may not be that we're doing too much, but that we're doing the wrong things. So right now, we, we, let's bow our heads. Let's surrender all these things to Jesus. Is Jesus really your boss? First, I wanna start with that one. Is Jesus really your boss? Now we're here at church, and so, so many people think, well, it's only the people who surrender to Jesus that are here, but we all know that's not true. So is there anyone here, just between me and you, I won't ask you to come forward, but would you raise your hand if you are not surrendered to Jesus? Today you want to be surrendered to Jesus. Is there anyone here? I wanna surrender to Jesus. All right, and maybe there's someone here. Is there anyone here? I wanna pray over you if There's some things you need to share, some things you need to stop, and you need wisdom on that. Can I pray over you? Would you raise your hand? I wanna pray over you right now. Yeah, there's several. Anyone else? Lord, we just, we pray over each and every one who's raised their hands this morning, that they'd be willing to do the hard work of stopping and spending time at your feet. And when they do, I pray that you would reveal to them what they need to share, stop, and surrender. And now would you do that now, there at your seat. Dear Jesus, I surrender blank. What is it, what is it that you've not been surrendering? Jesus, we surrender to you. I surrender personally, I surrender my family, my marriage, my beautiful kids that drive me nuts sometimes. I surrender this ministry that excites me and I surrender this mission that you've called me to. And Jesus, I just surrender all the little things that connected. And Lord, as we surrender these things, bring health to our, to our lives, bring physical health, bring spiritual health, bring relational, emotional health as we surrender. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Over the, over the next uh, few weeks, uh, the week after next week, we'll be starting a new, a new uh, series called Breakthrough. You may have gotten a little card. It's actually more than a series. Uh, this is gonna be a church-wide call to spend time at the feet of Jesus saying, hey, there's one, if there's just one thing that I need a breakthrough in, it's this. And we're gonna, we're gonna invite you to write that down. Be praying about that now. We're gonna invite you to write down that one thing that you need a breakthrough from God in. And I want to be able to pray with you over it. And then we're gonna celebrate 
all the breakthroughs that God is gonna bring here to our church family, amen? All right, Garrett. Thank you for listening, and we hope you were blessed by today's teaching. We would love to connect with you, and here are some ways you can connect with us. You can submit a prayer request, find a life group, or check out some of the upcoming events at sebastianchurch.com. Join us here again for the next episode.